Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Happy New Year. Uh, this is the Call It Both Ways podcast, uh, generally some bas- basketball centric. Uh, got Jeff Johnson here. This is Jeff Linder. Um, we'll talk a little bit about basketball here in a moment. But, uh, you know, first of all, some sad news coming out of Cedar Rapids uh, yesterday uh, with the passing of uh, former Jefferson football coach Jim Dostal. And uh, kind of went your perspective, JJ. You knew him much better than I did. You covered him much more than I did. So, um, you know, kind of tell us what you know about Jim and uh, and all that. Yeah. Um, happy New Year, everyone. Uh, just Jim was uh, Jim was a good guy. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, always very friendly. Always said hello whenever you bumped into him. I mean, he uh, he was around the local football scene, you know, I, as a player and a, and a head coach, and assistant coach for. You know, I think he was a sophomore, started for Jefferson as a sophomore in like 1978 or 79, something like that. So, you know, do the math there. <laughs> That's a long time, 40 some years. Um, ended up uh, at a circuitous route to co-college on the football field, but was uh, um, an All-American uh, linebacker for for the Co-Hawks and was part of their uh, a major part of their fir- very first NCAA Division Three um, football playoff team in 1986, and then you know he got into to coaching, and uh, you know was was Jefferson's head coach for six seasons, and um, took him to uh, to the Class Four semifinals in 1992. Uh, tremendous team had his uh, what was his philosophy? Collision philosophy. He had he wanted to play very physical football, and his teams did, and then. You know, after Jefferson, he was, uh, you know, uh, assistant coach at Co for a number of years on a volunteer, you know, uh, kind of basis. He, he remained a teacher at Jefferson, and then coached with Mark Bliss over at uh, at Cedar Rapids Prairie. They were they were good friends, best friends, as as Mark um, you know told me yesterday. Uh, Bliss was uh, a vagabond, kind of went as you know, Jeff kind of was all over the the map really as a head coach. Uh, what Arkansas, Missouri, Colorado. Kansas, Oklahoma. I mean, he'd been a lot of different places, and uh, you know, Dostal was the one that tipped him off about the the job opening at Cedar Rapids Prairie, and uh, you know, Bliss applied for it, and got it, and said, "All right, I'll, I'll take the job, but only if uh, only if you become my defensive coordinator, Jim." So uh, that they did, and then, as we all know, Bliss stepped down last year to to take care of his uh, his um, ailing uh, adult daughter, one of his. Uh, daughters uh who's battling cancer and um uh, you know jim uh jim i think was uh this past fall was uh still doing uh, uh chain gang during football games on friday night so you know good guy uh a uh, uh, docile name around here is obviously very familiar um he uh, influenced a lot of people uh not just on the football field but certainly as uh as a longtime uh, social studies teacher and, 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 and instructor. So, you know, sad news, Jeff, only 59 years old, way too young, obviously. Um, so we, uh, we all send our, our best, our prayers and, and thoughts uh, to the, to the Dostal family during this time. Yeah. So, and the Jefferson community as well. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's hitting very hard. It's hitting very hard. No doubt. So, yeah. so, 
All right. Um, so basketball, we're back from the break. Uh, a smattering of games Tuesday, both boys and girls. Uh, you know, uh, anything really catch your eye Tuesday? Not really. I, I think I don't think we had rankings with the last time that we had a, po a podcast. Did we on the boys side? I don't I believe don't, so. Uh, I think those came out a day after we after we taped. So uh, we do have some of that. Uh, I guess maybe to, to talk about a little bit, uh, I can pull them up here real quick. Um, the IHSA, is, as we all know, is uh, uh, puts together rankings um, multiple times a year. They, these are the first ones. Uh, I think everybody's meeting this weekend, so we'll have another batch on, on Monday, but uh, looking at like Class 4A at Cedar Rapids Kennedy, uh, who's your number one team? Uh, West Des Moines Valley two, Dubuque Senior three, Linmar four, North Scott at five, then Walkie, Ankeny Centennial, Ankeny, and Iowa City West round out your top ten. Uh, class Before three. we go on, um, so Kennedy's number one. Yeah, that's no surprise. Are you a little surprised with what Linmar's done so far this year? Very much so. Very much so. Um, didn't really see that coming, and I'll be honest uh, about that. Um, have a you know, pretty lead player, Davis Kern. Um, that kind of leads things, but I mean, it's a uh, it's a very tight group. There, there's only really about six players in the in the regular rotation, but they they play very well. They're very cohesive uh, on the offense and 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 defense sides, um, and they won a lot of close games so far. Uh, so it, it's nice to see the Lions back up there. It's been a long time. Mar Marcus Page's senior year that that Lamar's been to the state tournament. So, uh, you know, we'll see obviously a lot of basketball left to be played there, but um, uh, Chris Robertson's done a real nice job with that group and uh, we'll see how they kind of progress as the season goes on. So. Great. Great. Uh, didn't mean it. Didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, go no, go no, ahead and uh, proceed with three. A. Yeah. Three A is, uh, is really kind of a, uh, as it was last year, very, very interesting. A lot of, a lot of moving parts here, and uh, I think a lot of moving parts as we go forward. Decor is number one, uh, and I think justifiably so. Undefeated, played very well. Um, you know, as as uh, as kind of dominated uh, in most of most of their games, most of its games. Um, you know, so far, uh, Clear Lake two ADM Solon's in there at four and undefeated, really. Hasn't faced too tough of a schedule in so far this season, but has uh, has knocked them all down and 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 beat them. So they're four. Waverly's five. Waverly Shellrock. Sioux City Healing at six. Xavier's up there at seven. Again, very tough schedule uh, in the Mississippi Valley Conference. Um, MLC Floyd Valley at eight. Assumption at nine, and Williamsburg checking in there at ten. Um, and then Class Two A, you got uh, which always seems to be very um northwest <laughs> iowa heavy west line of western christian here top two monticello undefeated in there at three hudson four uh carol kipper five rolling story six underwood pella christian grandview christian and central lion are uh round out the top 10 and then north lynn we have three of the four uh number one teams in in the state uh in our area north lynn number one bellevue marquette two Earlham three, Madrid four, South O'Brien five, then Winfield Mount Union at six, Kyoto seven, Lansing Key, which has been a real nice surprise, undefeated, 
uh, beat 3A Wacon the other night uh, in a close game. They're number eight. Remsen St. Mary's nine, and, and Linville solely at ten. So probably a little bit of uh, an adjustment on some of these in the next rankings on Monday. Um, not a whole lot of uh, uh, of games since since these came out, but uh, I think we did have a couple of teams that saw uh, uh, you know that 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 were beaten uh in in the small uh amount of time that we had since these these rankings came out jeff so um i know girl that go ahead no i was just gonna uh you go ahead you go ahead um so next tuesday well a week from next tuesday so it'd be the 16th um mount vernon and solon play i think that might be a, a double header i don't think it's a a home and home. Uh, it's at Solon. Uh, girls, uh, right now, uh, Solon's ranked number one in Mount Vernon two, so in three A. So is that uh, how are Mount Vernon's boys? Basically, is what I'm asking. Is that uh, yeah. will that be a pretty good matchup for the boys too? Because it's going to be a dandy on the girls' side. Yeah, probably not quite to the level of uh, of the girls' game, but Mount Vernon's got a nice team and and a winning record and. Uh, Geez, you know, anytime those two schools play in anything, yeah. it's uh, it's it's uh, intense. Let's put it that way. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be great doubleheader. Uh, yeah, people need to get out there. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be a goodie. So, uh, so next rankings come out what next Tuesday? Did you say or yeah. next? Look at that early next week. Let's see. Uh, I think Monday, late Monday morning, late or early uh, Monday afternoon, sometime. Um, 4A, and, and again, full disclosure, I'm part of that voting committee. We we do our thing at, I think, 9 o'clock on Mondays. And we're the last to go. Everybody else does theirs on, on like, Sunday night. So, um, so yeah, sometime Monday for, for mm -hmm. the next rankings. We'll see right. how things work out here this weekend. So, the Is girls' side, I mean, much... no, yeah. go ahead. Is that pretty much uh, two or three of the, the association guys and a media member or two or an uh, yeah. ex-coach or something like that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's Jared Chizik and, and Todd Tharp and Chris Cuellar from the, the association sit in on the meetings. And then it's uh, one member of the media uh, in each class and uh, a couple of, uh, uh, of former coaches. And they've done a great job of attracting um, you know, guys, good coaches, uh, former coaches. I mean, you look at 4A, you got Kevin Skillet, uh, who former Bettendorf coach and now an administrator at the school. Justin Oll at, at Waukee, uh, who's now a, a middle school AD at Waukee Northwest. Uh, and then, you know, Chris Larson, who was a really good longtime coach at Dennis. Jim Ekoff, the legendary coach at Western Christian, he's mm -hmm. he sits in on the two way meetings. I mean, you, you so you got guys that know and who yeah. care, and who are tuned into it, uh, and and that's that's always that's always very very nice. So great. great. The girls' side, Mindy. I mean, you, Fridays are always the day. Thursdays. Uh, th Thursday afternoon usually. Uh, I don't know if the you union's gonna. I don't know if the union is going to come out with rankings today or if they're going to wait another week. I, my guess is they'll probably have some today. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think there'll be much change. You know, there's just kind of a smattering of games last, last uh, Thursday and Friday and a few on Tuesday, this coming to, or this past Tuesday uh, seconds. So um, 
you know, if there are, we'll, we'll, we'll get them posted here later today. So, um, you know, anything coming up this weekend? Um, I know the River Valley's got a, a girl shootout this weekend where it's kind of a, a north versus south thing uh, at Makokata on the girl's side. Uh, anything really have your attention, uh, whether it's tonight or, or Friday or Saturday? Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you about that. That actually, the the boys did their thing last year, and the girls didn't did not have a a day long shootout, right? In the right. River Valley, so this is it seems like they're kind of um, rotating. Yeah, uh, do you like this this idea? Because the all yeah, the schools don't play they, each other anymore in the conference, right? They they the uh, River Valley's basically kind of. I wouldn't say it's split into two conferences now, but they're really the North schools and the South schools are kind of becoming independent of themselves. And, and maybe this will be kind of a step in, in splitting it into two conferences at, at some point. But um, so I think what they did is they just kind of tried to find the best matchups um, between the top North team, the top, top South team, and then just kind of go layer by layer. Um, I think Monticello and, and uh, Regina play each other and that should be a, a terrific game. Uh, Monticello's tied for the the North Division lead, and uh, I think Regina's pretty much. I don't think there's much argument that that Regina's the the best team in the South. So I like it, um, and I think it's a a good way to uh, to kind of keep some of these uh, inter is it inter interdivisional uh, rivalries uh, intact. Didn't know if it's inter or intra, but uh, I think it's inter. So. So that's pretty much all day, all night, right? Yeah, I think it starts at, at 9, 8.30 or 9, and ends at 8.30 or 9. It's uh, I think there's eight games. Uh, I think they brought in a couple of uh, River Valley East teams. I think Calmus Wheat, uh, maybe Calmus Wheatland's playing, maybe Marquette, maybe North, North Cedar, uh, two or three of those teams, just to kind of fill that out. Okay, very good. Yeah. yeah, Tim Lambert. I, Tim Lambert did a great job on the boys' side, and I assume he's he's one of the main movers and shakers on the girls. The girls' portion of this too, being the the AD at Monticello. So I think it's a great idea. I really do. Yeah. Um, something kind of out of the box a little bit, and, but something that you can get all the schools together in, in one day. So yeah, um, absolutely. On I, Saturday I, I think here, it's great. Yeah, a hundred percent. Saturday here at at uh, the powerhouse downtown we've got the the mvc ciml shootout uh another uh, all day all night event um starts at 10 a.m and and runs through i think the last game is at seven seven games uh i'll run down the schedule here real quick 10 a.m it's got cedar Rapids prairie against southeast polk iowa city liberty and waukee northwest follow that up at approximately 11.30, and then we've got uh, 1 p.m. matchup, Pleasant Valley and Ames. Uh, then it's Bettendorf and Ankeny at around 2.20 or 2.30, excuse me. 4 p.m. is Cedar Falls and Davenport Assumption. Uh, then we've got Linmar and West Des Moines Valley, which should be a really good game at 5.30, and then the uh, event concludes with Cedar Rapids Kennedy and Waukee at, uh, at about 7 o'clock, so Really looking forward to that. That's John McCown, the Kennedy coach, did uh, uh, did a great job of of kind of putting this all together. They're going to have kind of a uh, half a mini event of this later on in the season over in the central part of the state. Uh, it's tough, as you know, Jeff, when when a lot of the schedule is already set. 
for most of these schools to to try and get everybody together. But I think it's a great idea. This is to to kind of give people an idea, um, a better idea seating wise. You know who's better uh, when you when you match up like your Central Iowa teams and your Eastern teams. So. And we've got some MAC participation, obviously here too, with with Assumption plus Valley, Bet North, etc. So, uh, really looking forward to that. It should be a real fun day of basketball down at the at the Powerhouse um, downtown. And I think you can pick up tickets online, cheap plug, uh, Ticketmaster.com, or or uh, you know just show up at the event. And I'm I'm sure they'll sell you a ticket. So it'll be interesting to see how how that goes. Awesome, great, great. Um, uh, anything else going on? Boy, that's a good question. Um, I got another, I'll plug another story here. We got going in tomorrow. Went out uh, New Year's Eve night at the Marion YMCA, actually. Um, the uh, Zach Bohannon kind of sent us a, an email to kind of tipping us off. The four Bohannon brothers, the four Bohannon basketball brothers, for 24 years at least one of them somewhere, whether it was in the, the, the backyard at the family house or inside at the Nerf hoop or uh, Carver Hawkeye arena or air force Academy where, where Zach played or wherever Wisconsin field house would always uh, get uh, ring in the new year by getting up shots right at midnight because their father Gordy always told them that uh, they'd have good luck if they did that. So for 24 straight years, at least one of the Bohannon brothers would uh, get up shots right at midnight, bring in the new year that way. And the 25th year, Zach wanted everybody uh, or wanted uh, to kind of create an event. Uh, so he invited uh, Linmar youth players uh, to the Marion YMCA if they wanted to come over and uh, they'd all shoot together right at uh, right up until midnight. It was an event that lasted Oh, I want to say 11 o'clock till 1230. So I went over there and they had about 50, 60 kids. Um, and, and Zach Bohannon hopes this is something that, um, you know, can kind of build off of itself and, and maybe even become national someday. It, uh, a good idea. Ring in, uh, ring in the new year by shooting hoops uh, right at midnight. So writing that up, that'll be a nice, uh, I, hopefully a nice story uh, coming on online here a little bit later and, and in tomorrow's paper. So, uh, you know what I was doing at midnight on New Year's Eve? Sleeping. I was sleeping. I I wanted to be, but I had to stay up. About ten o'clock, kind of hit Jeff. I mean, yeah. we're getting old, right? It's That's like, right. Let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. <laughs> uh lay man. Let's talk Hawkeye women's hoops. Uh, I'm gonna let you tell people about your Kate Martin story first and foremost. Uh. Very good story. The glue girl. Oh, thanks. Story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sixth year player, uh, people have called her the glue. People have called her a lot, a lot, <clears throat> a lot of good things. She's, uh, you know, she's a four year captain. She was a captain on this team from the year, <clears throat> from the time she was a redshirt sophomore. So that, that says plenty about Kate Martin, just, uh, how her teammates, how the coaching staff feels about her. Um, she's been a, uh, Hawkeye wannabe since she was very, very little. Um, her mom is the the sister of Julie Fitzpatrick, who is the spouse of uh, Jan Jensen, uh, uh, assistant uh, coach under Lisa, Lisa Bluter. And uh, uh, yeah, 
What's that? Aunt Jan, Aunt Jan right? That that'd be right, right? She's Aunt or Jan Jetson is. Oh, I her think aunt. so. Yeah. Okay. So, um. She grew yeah. Up with her. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So uh, she was started going to camps when uh, when she was a little squirt at Iowa, and uh, yeah, uh, now she's a six year player. She's had a distinguished career at Iowa, and uh, caught up with her over just before Christmas break, and. Had a good conversation with her and uh, with both her parents and uh, with Jan and, you know, just wove a few other quotes in there, too. I think it turned out all right. And uh, uh, Kate is uh, she's somebody that uh, you'd certainly want as a teammate, certainly want as a friend if you were that age. And uh, just uh, just a great kid. And uh, uh, it's uh, yeah. So if you, if you get a chance and. Uh, Want to put a few minutes together, give it a read, and it'll be in the paper tomorrow. Highly recommended, folks. Um, she'll be a coach someday, huh? You think? She'll be a coach someday soon. Uh, okay. She she could she could coach at the at the college level now uh, wow. as an assistant, and and I I think she'll be a, a really good uh, D one head coach somewhere within ten years. I think she's wow. I think she's that good. Uh, she she'll be. A good culture builder, uh, good, uh, you know, she knows the game. Her her dad was a was a football coach, and that's another thing. Kate was a, a football player growing up. She was a a, a quarterback and a linebacker. She liked to hit people. It sounds like until uh, the boys got a little bit bigger. So, uh, so yeah, uh, she's uh, she's got a very good future in coaching ahead of her at some point. Whether that's uh, whether that's in Iowa City or somewhere else. Uh, We'll see. All right, you you we we were talking before we we started podcasting here. Um, the kids called Caitlin Clark's winning shot the other night a forty burger. Is that accurate? Uh, well, she had forty points, so the 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 cool younger generation said she had a forty piece. So a forty piece, a okay. 40 piece or a forty burger, or I don't know. I just say she had forty points, which is <laughs> not uncommon. She's she's great and. Uh, Kind of did some number crunching uh, earlier this morning, and that's that's online too. She's 338 points away from the NCAA uh, national scoring record. Uh, she's got 3189 right now. Kelsey Plum's got the record with 3527. So, if she stays at her current uh, 31.5 point per game scoring average, she'll she'll uh, she'll catch Kelsey Plum in the third quarter against Michigan on February 15th. Heck of a game the other night against Michigan State, huh? <laughs> yeah, they I'll tell you that second quarter was was dismal that Iowa played. They scored 10 points in the second quarter. Uh that's a season low for a quarter. Um, but uh they snapped out of it. They uh, Michigan State rallied from uh I think a nine point deficit in the in the last 10 or 12 minutes, got even and uh Clark had a really good big block uh at 71-71. Um, they came down and, uh, got two out, two out of the three free throws from, uh, from Molly Davis on a foul three point attempt, which probably should have been called on the floor. Uh, Michigan state came down and scored to tie it at 73 and then Clark does what Clark does and, uh, hits a fadeaway three, uh, from probably 28, 30 feet. And, and that's ball game. I guess. 
the sign of a good team is when you win, when you maybe don't play your best, right? Yeah. Is that the old cliche? Yep. And uh, I would say Iowa probably had a, a B minus performance against Michigan state and uh, they cut it close. Uh, they, they never trailed late, but uh, boy, they, uh, it got kind of nervous, but uh, I'll tell you, it's, you know, and we've talked about this eight o'clock game on a Tuesday night, full house. And, and it was, it was a full house and ton of kids there. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a curmudgeon, but uh, you, you look at that and you, you just think, how is this happening here? You know, just, you know, it's happening here. It's happening in Iowa city. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's really cool. And uh, just to see a full place, a loud place. I mean, it's, it's really neat. I, I, the only thing it's, that's a shame is that uh, there still isn't much of a student following. Is that right? Yeah. Even it's, uh, wow. you know, there's, you, you know what the, the student section is like for the men's games and there, there just isn't one for the women's games, but it's, it's a family atmosphere um a lot of young people there and a lot of a lot of young families uh taking the Iowa women right now and enjoy it while you can uh we don't know if Caitlin's coming back for a fifth year or not and uh you know it's at some point the the show is as they call it at Iowa City with the, the curtain will fall on it but uh enjoy it while you can because there's only I don't know seven eight nine home games left this uh, how about this week for for Iowa women and and if you don't mind just um you know tell tell us a little bit about the Big Ten race and I mean yeah. obviously it's so early but uh yeah you know, um what do you see yeah we're down to four unbeatens Iowa's three and zero Indiana Michigan Nebraska are two and zero Indiana Michigan play tonight Nebraska's at Wisconsin um Iowa goes to Rutgers on on Friday I still think I I, I think Iowa's the team to beat. Um, Indiana's probably the Indiana and Ohio state are probably the, the two biggest, uh, threats, but, uh, you know, uh, I expect Iowa to probably run the table at home. Um, I'd say there's probably four road games that will be tough. You know, if they could split those four, um, I think they'll be in good shape and not stub their toe against somebody else. This weekend. I will play Sunday. Uh, they they go to Rutgers Friday uh, for a five o'clock game. Okay. Sorry, I'm and sorry. Uh, you know Rutgers is in last place in the Big Ten. They're six and ten overall, and, and it's sold out. So, uh, you know what does that say? So, <laughs> the uh, Caitlin Clark to, effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's what they call it, the Clark effect. Uh, Wednesday they're at Purdue, and then they they host uh, Indiana a week from Saturday. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you got Friday night? I well, I kind of have one eye on on Iowa Rutgers to monitor that, and then uh, I'm going to cover Western Dubuque and Washington. Um, at Wash, uh, Western Dubuque's off to a really nice start. Uh, they were five and nineteen last year. I think they're seven and four. Um, really not a surprise. Uh, they were young last year, and they were close uh, to being uh, to being pretty competitive. And uh, you know, Washington's got three wins, but uh, they're much, much better team than they were last year. Pretty young, right? If I remember. Very young, very young. That's that's going to be, uh, in a couple of years, they're they're going to be pretty good. Very good. How about you? Uh, what, do you what, do you have, what do you have Friday? Let's see. Um, 
Iowa City West at Cedar Rapids Xavier. So, okay. um, you know, it'll be the third time I think I've seen Xavier so far. Second time for West. It should be a very competitive game. A um, couple of pretty uh, pretty solid teams, obviously ranked uh, in their respective classes. And then, right. you know, Saturday will be uh, – Saturday will be busy. Yes, hunkered down at the powerhouse. So. All right, great. So, well, with that, I think we'll uh, we'll call cut this short. Um, many thoughts here uh, to the folks in Perry. Um, you know, that's still a, a developing story, and I'm, I think there's going to be another update coming up here. I think at three. Um, you know, hoping for the best uh, the best news possible in a crappy situation out there. So yes, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, you always say it can't happen here, but, uh, it has, and, uh, uh, we'll just leave it at that. So, uh, thanks for joining us and we'll be back next week and, uh, have a good week. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.